Thank you so much, uh, Hillary. It's good to be back in uh, back in Dallas. We have quite a show for you today. Um, we're going to start with we're going to start with um, Walmart and the New York Times pushing for corporations just to uh, usurp the the role of the United States government because they think that it's important. But it definitely doesn't mean that they want everybody's guns to be taken. And I think the scariest story I have ever read, especially because yesterday we talked about BCI. Do you remember that? That is the new Zuckerberg, Elon Musk uh, direction where they have developed an algorithm that can actually read the neurons in your head and attach words to those so they can literally read your mind. And then... They can nudge you one way or another without you even knowing it. And this is something uh, that Zuckerberg thinks is a good deal. It's called neurocapitalism. Well, that was yesterday. Wait until you hear today what they're talking about in the White House. Coming up. I can understand if you are a business and people came into your business and just massacred people, how that would affect you and how you would say, I, I, we, we've got to do something. I, I, we can't do this anymore. So I completely understand the feelings of those who work and run Walmart. However, facts are what is important. And we are getting to a place now where corporations... I think our founders never saw this one coming. A day when corporations would be much more powerful than the federal government itself. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, at home you have blinds uh, over the windows for a pretty good reason. You don't want to be on display. You want some privacy. But for some reason, we're okay with it on the Internet. We're okay with everything being watched, being tracked. You don't want to be watched while you're connected to Wi-Fi. Because on the Internet, some companies will track you and use that information to send ads or to invade our online experience. You know, when they're listening to you, and they, you know, they used to say they're not. Now, Apple even admitted, was it Apple or Amazon, that they were listening to people in intimate moments, if you, if you will, in the bedroom, and they were letting vendors listen and laugh. What world are we living in? Here's the, here's the reason why you need Norton Secure VPN. If you want to stop people listening in, you want to stop people from tracking you, you want to make sure that your information is your information. You need Norton Secure VPN. It's a secure tunnel for information that you send and receive online so cyber criminals cannot see it while connected to Wi-Fi. It also blocks companies that want to track your browsing activity. It's a Norton Secure VPN. Browse privately with Norton Secure VPN. Secure your connection today. Just go to norton.com slash VPN. Protection starts at $3.33 a month for the first year with annual enrollment. It is norton.com slash VPN. Terms and conditions do apply.
All right. We have two directions that we need to take on this this the gun grab nonsense actually more than jeez we had you know more politicians coming out yesterday with their solutions nobody's talking about mental health really nobody's talking about what is happening with our society there's clearly a hole in our society nobody wants to talk about that they all want to talk about guns and solutions okay great well now let's talk about let's start with a solution from corporate america Uh, Walmart has plans to dramatically step back from ammunition sales after what they say were horrific shootings, and they were. It's going to stop all handgun sales in Alaska. And why in Alaska? I mean, if if there's a place you need a gun, it probably is Alaska. Uh, They're going to stop all handgun sales in Alaska, marking its complete exit from the handguns category. Uh, Walmart also and Sam's Club will no longer allow open carry firearms in the stores where open carry is is uh, allowed. I mean, in Texas, nobody does, but you could wear it on your hip if you wanted to. Unless you're an authorized law enforcement officer, the open carry legislation is currently on the books in more than 26 states. Walmart also... Um, they're not changing their policy yet for those who have permits for concealed carry, but they're adding signage in the stores about this. Uh, they say that, you know, an open carry could be misinterpreted uh, by somebody else. And what? They're going to pull their gun out and shoot? Shares of guns and ammunition uh, makers added to the losses early in the day when it comes to, um, when it comes to uh, the stock market. Vista Outdoor stock closed uh, down 6%. Smith & Wesson, uh, its stock fell 4.5. Ruger & Company closed down 0.6. And Walmart ended the day up 0.3. They said that they are going to now no longer sell the bullets that are used uh, to kill people. And so they're not going to sell 223 uh, or is it oh, is it five five six or five oh I can't remember the other one two two three and five something <laughs> I can never remember it uh, and two two seven it was this wasn't that a show in uh, the eighties um, uh, no, I believe that was room two twenty two okay I think is what you <laughs> we'll were, <figure> out. <laughs> what you were talking about yeah no, they, they, the Alaska thing too was essentially their point right like they only had them in Alaska because it was the one place where. They just that was like the last place they decided to sell them, and now they're even pulling them out of Alaska. Mm-hmm. Huge uh, mass shooting problem in Alaska, Alaska apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a place you need them. It's yeah. a place you need them. It's it's tough. You know, I understand the idea here, right? You get pressure. You have a tragedy in one of your stores. You can understand uh, the the idea that you want to do something. Mm-hmm. But we all know these things will not be effective. The idea that because they're not at Walmart, people can't get guns. Like, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Bad people are going to get guns. Yeah. They're going to get guns. I mean, are there things that we can do to make sure everybody gets a background check? Yes, but they have they have ramifications everywhere. Now, you, you have uh, no place to buy bullets if you're at Walmart. And all these lefties are saying, oh, we're going to shop at Walmart now. No, you're not. You hate Walmart. You hate it. A, you think it's beneath you to shop at Walmart. 
B, you've been against their policies because there's a big, you know, it's a it's a big box store. And so they're hurting their workers and they won't unionize and all of this crap. They're not going to shop there. And I will tell you that if you shop at Walmart after this, you are only going to aid all of the other industries that are going to do the same thing. Here's the thing the founders never thought of. The founders never considered that corporations could become bigger than the government. The, 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 the um, uh, Constitution and the Bill of Rights says what the government cannot ever do, but it doesn't say what a corporation can and cannot do. And I don't want it to. I want corporations to be able to do what they want to do. If Walmart wants to do this, Walmart should be able to do this. The problem is... There is a guy at the New York Times that is coordinating a lot of this, is openly advocating for all corporations, anyone in the chain of supply. That's truckers, shippers, uh, gun manufacturers, gun uh, sales, uh, credit card companies, banks, anybody who touches a gun at all in any way to stop providing services. Well, now, wait a minute. That's that's infringing on my right to own a gun. If I can't buy it anywhere, well, how, who needs the Second Amendment? The government could say, well, we didn't infringe, but all these companies. Yes, but they were coordinated. They're being coordinated by the left. But there will be, I think, conservative companies that pop up and coordinate it the other way. Um, they will push back on this stuff. I mean, you remember, too, you gotta, it's, it's weird with Walmart, right? It's a statement. And the statement is really annoying. But of course, Walmart was selling guns and all of their competitors don't. They were the only targets not selling guns. Yeah. Right. So the fact that they did it longer is is an I mean, an argument that they actually and they're still selling guns, by the way. Yeah, they still are selling guns. They're the only ones doing it in this in this retail group. So it's a tough one because they actually are doing more even now. Uh, to to get guns to people uh, in, up, in America than you know Target is or any of their other main competitors. I go up to Idaho. I buy my ammunition uh, many times at Walmart. Now I can't. I mean, well, the, and, uh, and the, it's this, it's a tough one because they're the ones making the statement. So you want to say, you know what? I want to show them that I don't like that statement. However, these other companies have already made their statement. Mm-hmm. They're currently making the statement by not selling guns at all. We would have these issues occasionally because there'd be, um, you know, one of these organized boycott groups that would come after us. Yeah. And they would, you know, one of these companies would pull their advertising from the show or whatever. I mean, it was was a lot more rare than was reported, but occasionally did happen. And so one of these companies would pull their um, advertising and our listeners, who are awesome, would decide, like, I'm going to essentially punish them. And go out and call them like crazy and make a big deal about it online. And it was all like motivated by really good things. And it was like we were cheering it on internally. Like there's a part of you that's just like, yes, absolutely. However, there are multiple thousands of companies that avoid these shows completely because of issues like that. Because they know if the, if something happens and they feel like they need to pull their advertising, they're going to be the ones singled out, even though they were the ones that were actually advertising on the show, mm-hmm. right? And so it's it's like the one who actually takes the risk. I mean, Walmart did stand up to a lot of pressure over many years about gun sales. The fact that they're folding now, to me, is pathetic, and it's wrong, and they're doing something that's incorrect. However, we, I mean, you're going to give your business to a, another company. I mean, 99% of businesses do not sell guns. 
Walmart still does. So it's a, I, it is a, if, it's a tough, it's if a tough Walmart thing to figure out. Isn't, if Walmart isn't hurt by this, it's like Nike. Look what Nike did. Yeah. Nike stock went up. Their sales went up. You think they're learning what lesson? They're right. learning go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Walmart doesn't, Walmart is different because it's right in the heart of America. Yeah. It should the understand the heart of America. And it's the biggest retailer out there. So you have you have Walmart doing this. If they don't feel any pain from this, it makes everyone else. I, what I'm worried about, and I've been saying this for, what, two years, the banks. Mm-hmm. Once the banks get involved and they say they're not going to loan money to gun manufacturers, they're not going to loan money to... Uh, gun stores they're not going to allow credit cards to be used to buy guns or bullets then it's a whole new world then you have what are you going to do i want to buy a three thousand dollar gun okay you pull three thousand dollars out of your bank account um are you going to be now on a watch list from the bank because you pulled a whole bunch of money out and to try buying it with a credit card right it's going to be difficult you've seen this happen with um, marijuana across the country because it's not federally legal still federally illegal Mm -hmm. but there's obviously every state is you know moving in this direction and many states have already legalized it so these businesses who are raking in tons and tons of cash have no place to keep they have no place to keep it they can't put their money in a bank they have to like figure out there's all sorts of stories of people going to go buy homes like you know you're a marijuana dealer you take your money you go and you buy a home in cash and then immediately sell it and that's how you get your money out because you're essentially laundering money through the system, right? You can't put it in a bank. So that sort of thing could actually happen with guns where, you know, look, the marijuana business is still thriving, but it's a parallel economy, mm-hmm. right? It's something, it's completely outside of the main uh, system. Again, and, yes. And is this a good thing, by the way? If no. you actually care about gun violence, is it a good thing that all of these transactions are now going to happen in cash? Like, is, that, is, that, is this something you're going to excited about? The, the the ramifications of these dumb decisions are worse. never considered until afterwards. Much worse. Much worse. The guy at the New York Times says, yes, because the m- most killers can't afford the guns. So they have to put them on credit cards. Right, yeah. That's their big argument. Okay. All right. Really? Okay. It, so it's poor, only poor people are killing people? Because I know if I said that, we'd get thrown off the air. It's, uh, it's only poor people who are the murderers. <laughs> that's that's one that gets conservatives banned from radio. Okay, so this is this is the corporate realm. This is the attack from the corporate realm. We know the political realm. But let me share with you what I shared with you yesterday. First about something called BCI. And then what the Trump administration has brought back to the table as a possible solution. It is... It is the beginning of the police state. In no uncertain terms. I'll give it to you here in just a second. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there's a there's a man in a department store pulling a calfskin card case from his back pocket. He pays in cash, though, because he likes to deal in cash wherever he can. And that card case with the rough hands holding it says about as much as him and as the man as the pair of Tacova's boots on his feet you wouldn't know it to look at him but this man has kept your uh, power on through the rain and through the shine for the past 30 years or so 
because that was his frontier, keeping the power on. His integrity took shape in the form of your warmth and your safety. He's the guy out in the truck when something happens. That's his frontier. That's why he wears Tacovis boots, because they mean something more than just covering your feet. Check out Tacovis today, and you're going to get a really, really nice free calfskin soft leather card case, all hand-stitched in bourbon color. I gotta, can we come up with another color than bourbon? As an alcoholic, it just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, it, with any $150 purchase that you make, you get this. It's almost a $50 value. It's free with any purchase over 150 but don't wait because they're only available while supplies last. They don't have very many of these. It won't be long. Enter the promo code BECK at checkout. You'll get a pair of Tecovis boots at tecovis.com slash BECK. Enter BECK at checkout for your free card case with your purchase. That's tecovis.com slash back. Tecovis, timeless style that will complement your style. Comfortable confidence. Western wear for your frontier. Tecovis.com slash back. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. I've been telling you for a while that we are entering a brave new world and that we must have these conversations now and discuss right now what we're willing to accept and what we're not willing to accept. Because as they're rolled out, if you don't really think about it, they're just going to be rolled out and everybody will accept it and then everything will be fine until it's not. Okay? We have to decide, is there a line and what that line is. Yesterday, I told you something about BCI. Those are brain-computer interfaces. This is reality. This is not science fiction. It's about a year with Elon Musk. It's about a year away from actual human testing of this. But with Zuckerberg, it's already been tested. And he has the uh, algorithm that can actually read your mind. It can take the neurons in your head, read them, and attach words to those neurons. Now, you have to ask yourself, is there any privacy anymore? Do you have a right to your own thoughts? Or does the government have a right to those thoughts? Do the corporations have a right to those thoughts? By the way, it works two ways. Not only can it read, it can write. So in other words, it can nudge you one way or another without you even knowing it. Now, Musk is saying that we have to have this because we're not going to be able to handle AI. We will be destroyed by AI. Um, he said, You're, we're just going to be too stupid and too slow to understand really anything that is going on, and it's going to become godlike. So we must be immersed in the Internet. But remember, the Internet is two ways. Now... If you thought that was nuts, that is the next, uh, that is the end game step, I believe. That's when Stephen Hawking becomes right, when he said, by 2050, Homo sapiens will no longer exist. He didn't mean that all the humans are going to die. What he meant was, you will be so augmented by 2050 that you will no longer be human. You're going to be a new hybrid and a new sort of, a new sort of being. And there won't be any natural human beings left. 
because everyone will either want this or be required to have it. Imagine if if the guy working next to you was constantly wired to the Internet and could see everything. And when he meets somebody, he knows their name. He knows everything about them. Uh, and you are sitting there. You're just a natural person. You're not going to be able to compete. So is that the world you want? Now, that seems like it's a long way away, but trust me, it is not. Let me give you this. The Trump administration is considering a proposal that would use Google, Amazon, and Apple to collect data on users who exhibit characteristics of mental illness that could lead to violent behavior. The proposal is part of an initiative to create a Health Advanced Research Projects Agency, or HARPA. It would be located inside the Health and Human Services Department. Uh, The new agency would have a separate budget, and the president would be responsible for ordering its director. HARPA would take after Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, or DARPA, which serves as the research arm for the Pentagon. Now, this idea was first crafted and presented to the White House in 2017, uh, but it failed to gather any ground. However, it has a renewed push. Susan Wright Foundation approached the president recently and proposed the agency include a project called Stopping Abhorrent um, Fatal Events by Helping Overcome Mental Extremes, or SAFE HOME is the acronym. Who's against SAFE HOME? Uh, the the uh, woman's wife is Bob Wright. He was former uh, executive of NBC. He was the chair of NBC. Close relationship with Donald Trump. They're now looking at your Apple Watch and Amazon Echo and Google Home to listen to see if you have any disturbing patterns that the government should be aware of. America... It's time to stop talking about the stupid, silly things and see the writing on the wall and decide who are we and where are we going. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Yesterday, uh, I got a lot of flack, apparently, um, because I suggested that you should taunt your pet cat with a MyPillow dog bed which is on sale now for 19.99 at mypillow.com and now uh, lots of stuff on sale the the new radio listener specials you just click on that use the promo code back and you're going to see a lot um and look okay i mean i i guess it i could be a little more sensitive if you own a cat by all means let it sleep on the mypillow dog bed you know just remember to passive aggressively remind it every day that it's one lucky cat cuz that's a dog bed And if you were just a dog, you'd get one of these named after you, but you're not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Head on over to MyPillow.com today and check out the new radio listener specials. You're going to find a variety of really great deals. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the dog bed, for as low as $19.99. Enter the promo code back at 800-966-3117 or MyPillow.com. Dave Rubin is coming to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com, use the promo code GLEN, and save 10 bucks off your subscription.
So here's what's great. The Trump administration is considering using Amazon Echo, Google, and Apple Watch to determine if citizens should own a gun. <laughs> That's uh, bone chilling. It is. It's, it's, it's a violation of so many amendments. Yeah. So many amendments. And are you going to be required to have one of those things now? Like, for instance, health care. We're, we're required to buy health care now. Are you going to be required to have Google, Amazon, or Apple in your home if, monitoring you? If you're going to use that as a means of whether or not you can own a gun, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to. And that's just common sense. Look, it's just a watch. And who decides this? The Like Mark Zuckerberg and... and uh, uh, that goofy, whatever his name is at Google, and uh, the Apple people are going to tell us whether or not we're stable enough to own a gun? I, I, I don't trust them to make that decision. My family is so unbelievably sarcastic. Mm. I mean, you we can go for, um, Pat, you and I are like this. We can mm-hmm. go for two hours without saying something serious. Serious, okay? Mm-hmm. We're, we are just so. And we have. Yeah, so sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. If you were mm-hmm. eavesdropping on our conversation, you would think that we were out of our mind nuts. Look what just happened with Leif yeah. Olson. What was his name? From yeah, the, right. From the, he's in the Trump administration with some. Some role in labor and, 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 and hourly wages and all this stuff. And uh, he got fired because Bloomberg found anti-Semitic quotes from him on the Internet. It's like, okay, well, I mean, that, you know, maybe that gets you fired, right? Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that he, they weren't anti-Semitic quotes. They were him mocking the alt-right. So he was, like, taking the sort of persona of an alt-right oh, person. Wow. And you can read it. It's blatantly obvious that mm-hmm. it, it is it is absolutely mocking the alt-right, the Paul Nalen, Paul Ryan election. He liked Ryan more mm-hmm. and was mocking the Paul, Paul Nalen acolytes. And they found this, took it out of context. Bloomberg writes a story about it, is still standing by the story, despite the fact that even, like, CNN has called them out and said, this is ridiculous. I mean, I, this is blatantly not... Uh, it is not an anti-Semitic comment. CNN? CNN. Wow. Um, and uh, they still are sticking by it. And the mm. Trump administration uh, got wind of this, and now he had to to resign. He's out of a gig. Oh, my gosh. It's like, how are, why are they not, first of all, why are they it's not nuts. rehiring the guy and, and using it to just blast the media? They should. It's a great point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is now at the point, and we've seen this happen with, I mean, it happened to Jeffrey Lord. It happened to, uh, it happened to Dana Lash. Where they will go back and pull statements and act as if you were serious when you said them. When you're please you're, happen to those guys, we were the model, according to Cheryl mm. Atkinson. Yeah, this show was the model of that. Happened to Pat, Pat and I once filling in for you when we were uh, Media Matters. Took a quote out of context when we were talking about um, Keith Olbermann, and there was a shooting where Keith Olbermann was blaming you know the right or whatever for the shooting, as as they always do. And we decided to just go through and find stuff from Keith Olbermann that Keith Olbermann had said that motivated the, uh, another shooter. And we kind of said, like, we went through and made the whole case. And at the end, we stopped and we said, now that is exactly what they would say about us. Mm-hmm. That is how bad the case is. Of course that's not true. And we explained the entire thing. And this, they just conveniently left this, that part out. Yeah, they just cut it off before then and posted <laughs> it. So we, uh, 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 Pat and Stu blame Keith Olbermann for shooting. Okay, so how many times have you been in a conversation and has been brought up, and you're like, no, I, I don't think I said that. But if I did, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. I mm-hmm. can't imagine mm-hmm. the context in which I would have said that. Right. Now, if Google, Apple, and the government, like the NSA, have all of your life recorded, 
and you can't have access to it, you only get access, like, we should have access to our entire file of whatever the NSA or anybody else has collected on us. That stuff should be ours. We don't have access to it. They could take anything out of context, play it and say, is that not you? Well, yeah, but I don't, I, I mean, I can't imagine. Well, you said that earlier and you said you didn't say it. Now you said it. So is that you? I, I guess. How do you defend yourself? How do you talk? You know, the, the thing that I said right after 9-11 was the difference between America and the rest of the world is that Americans still trust each other. We've never turned on each other. We did in the Civil War, but we've never turned on each other like with a police state. We've never turned each other in. We've never done that because we didn't feel like it was a threat, that our neighbor was a threat. And so nobody was spying for a government agency. Well, now Facebook, Google, Apple will be spying, and they already are. Mm-hmm. They are the the uh, uh, CIA, I believe, was one of the big investors, first big investors in Google because they want the AI research. They want all of this stuff. So when Google was pro- protesting, the Google employees were protesting a couple of weeks uh, back and they were saying, don't give the, don't, Google shouldn't be giving the information uh, to ICE about who's here illegally. And I thought to myself, wait, when did that start? Well, they've always been doing that. That's part of the deal. The government. They're working with the government. They're working with the government. They're pretty much, they're they're close to being the government at this point. They really are. I said this earlier, and Stu kind of looked at me kind of strangely, and I'd love Mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts on this, Stu, and yours, Pat. I don't know if the government ever saw a time where the government would be taking a back seat. Oh, you said the founders did not foresee Yes. What did I? Th- you said the founders. Did, one thing the founders didn't see was that the go- that the that corporations would get bigger than the government. Yeah. Meaning, and I still these th- gover- the, yeah. the Google would have more power, more I- information uh, than than the United States government. That they could usurp the mm. rights of man, and the government couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, I don't think I agree with that. I mean, I you know, I think they would always see. And one of the things that's interesting about the Google part of this is that one of the limitations of the government is they usually can't do these things competently, right? Google can, right? Google, the reason why Google is popular and we keep giving them all of our information is because they do a really good job with it. They do a really good mm-hmm. job making their products work better than all the other products. They're, 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 everything they have is a better option than everything else available. And so does Amazon. And Amazon. So does and, Apple. Yep. Uh, you know, there's there's three or four companies, or mm-hmm. you know, there's you know those companies. I think now, of course, you know, Google cannot uh, put you in prison. They cannot uh, put you at the barrel of a gun legally. Mm. No, but they can work with the government to do that. They, it, it, you know, we, and, we they, and fam- they also can. They also can put you in digital prison. I mean, yeah. yeah. Look, if you're if if you're not allowed to. Uh, if you're searching for somebody and they just are not found anywhere, you're not online, you have no digital footprint. I mean, I say hurrah for you, but you have no digital footprint. You've been completely erased. If you include, like, firearms, now the government will say, you know what, he buys firearms, we're not going to let him use any of our banking services. You have no place to go. This is honestly... 
the mark of the beast, you know, we always thought it was just something to read, you know, um, uh, a scanner to be able to let you in. How about the mark of the beast being planted in your forehead, being something like BCI, where it is actually reading your mind and allowing you to go online? I mean, we're, we're in the territory now to where I never understood as a kid how you couldn't buy or sell. You couldn't do anything anywhere on Earth in the days of the Mark of the oh, Beast. Oh, you can easily see that now. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. In a hundred yeah, different ways. Easily. I mean, it's, 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 there's five episodes of, from, of Black Mirror about it. Right. Right. right? I mean, it, it's, it's, that, it's very much in our culture and, now, for sure. And what's crazy is 5G is going to make all of this stuff possible. And I get a lot of mail from people saying, Glenn, 5G is evil. Well, no, 5G is what we make of it. And right now, things are being used for bad purposes because we don't care enough. But if you don't have 5G, we will be India overnight. Once 5G is lost, We'll be left behind. Oh, you will lose everything. Yep. You lose everything. We will become India. We will be a substandard nation. Now, I don't care if we're a superpower. I mean, I think the world is a better place because we are. But, uh, and I don't mind, you know, I'd rather live in poverty than be a slave to technology. But we better have that conversation right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, the reason why I kind of gave you a little bit of a look when you said that, one, I think if the if Google has to work with the government to get these things done, then it, it implies that the government is is still bigger, right? I mean, they still are bigger. And Google has a lot of positive influence uh, on us as well. These big companies do a lot of really great things for us. And so it's a mixed bag where the government is sort of on the other side of that. But the other part of it is the founders not seeing it. One of the things the founders did very clearly see was the enemy of liberty was dependence, and we are so dependent on these things now mm-hmm. that, like, you, the point you make of, like, they could put you in digital prison. Well, we were all in digital prison as of 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. All of us. Mm-hmm. We all had no profile at all with digital. Now it's such a big deal in our lives that just the idea of being deplatformed or something like that, something that, think how laughable the idea of being deplatformed would have been 20 years ago. Who cares if you can't post things on the internet? It's not, it's not a loss of freedom. I mean, people would just be like, who cares? Now, it is like a massive thing because it drives the way we communicate, the way we run our businesses. I mean, all sorts of different things are impacted. So we've become so dependent on those things. And, and we've almost ceded the, the ability to withdraw from it. And that dependence is what takes away the, the liberty. You know, it, it can be the government. It can be companies. It can be your neighbor. But you're supposed to be able to, to be independent enough to not have to, 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 to draw into those systems as a requirement. We're in a prison of our own making. Mm, well, there you go. It's, it's deep. Yeah. Isn't the, it powerful? You know, <laughs> Pat and I, we, um, uh, we have the same faith, and we have something called, it's wildly misunderstood, something called the word of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, you can't have caffeine. No, you can't have caffeine. <laughs> Your church tells you what you can and can't, can't do. do. No, you, no, they don't. No, they don't. You Make can. a suggestion, and yeah. I follow it. Right, and it's, and it's not about caffeine. It's not. Mm. I, I remember I, I, I went out to, with my bishop early They sell early caffeine on. at Cougar Stadium now. Yeah. So. I, uh, by the bag. Mm-hmm. You just, just bag snort, powdered yeah. caffeine? Just, just yeah. Yeah. powdered caffeine. caffeine. That sounds awesome. Straight Can caffeine. I get that delivered? Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so I was out with a bishop once, and I didn't order a Coke because it had caffeine in it. I love Coke. And I said, do you have a caffeine-free Coke? And they said, uh, no, weirdo, we don't. 
And I said, okay, I'll have a Sprite. And uh, my bishop looked at me and said, did you give up caffeine? And I said, well, yeah. And he said, good for you. I'll have a Coke, please. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, wait, what the heck is that? What is that? (laughs) And he said, Glenn, it is not about caffeine. However, Mm. if caffeine drives your life, if you're one of these people like, I cannot function without a cup of coffee. And you really mean it. I mean, there are Mm. people who are like, I got to have a cup of coffee. And they don't mean it. But if you're one of these people that you cannot function without caffeine, you need to give that up. Because you can't be a slave Mm -hmm. to anything. That's the idea. Don't be a slave to anything. And we are slaves to almost everything. Almost everything. Especially technology. Talk to somebody about giving up technology. No, no, I I can't. I can't. Mm -hmm. and, And schools are doing this. My kids have to have technology. They have to have tablets mm-hmm. because that's all their homework comes on. That's all their paperwork is done on. That's all they use in school. And I'm like, wow, what? What about, I don't know, a paper and pencil? No, we don't use that. They won't be able to. Um, okay. That's just bad. I'd be interested to hear maybe we have time later on today to talk about because you just met with Dave Rubin, who once a year for an entire month goes off the grid completely. He said it is fantastic. I would love to hear what that experience is like. He said it is so great. He said you you Jones for a little while, and then he said my whole world opened up. He said I he he actually said, uh. During the broadcast, he hadn't done any, he hadn't hadn't done anything until the broadcast, and he said, "I'm kind of worried about going back into it. I have butterflies in my stomach." I had dinner with him three hours later, and he said, "I'm just starting to go through my email." He said, "I hate this. I hate this. Mm. It's an interesting thing to give it up." Thanks, Pat. By the way, one thing you should not give up: Pat Gray Unleashed. It's on the, It's online. Mm-hmm. On your tablet, on your phone, it's everywhere. Soon it'll be beamed directly into your brain. It's a good what? It, it, it's the you? good kind of technology, though. Good kind it's of, the good, it's a good oh, technology. Yeah. This yeah. one helps. Yeah, you. that one's sure. good to be addicted to. Sure. If you can't live without it, that's good. That's right. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> All right. Simply safe. One of the things in life <laughs> that is worth its weight in gold is peace of mind. You spend a lot of time away from your home. Between your job and everything else you do on a regular basis, you're actually home very little, especially during the week. Simply Safe's home monitoring system is what you need for peace of mind. It's state of the art, best in the business. There's no contract, no hidden fees, there's no fine print. Simply Safe can provide you with amazing around the clock home monitoring, both inside and outside, for $15 a month. Now, how much better would you feel knowing that there is one less major thing in your life that you have to worry about all the time? Simply Safe. It is the way to go. Simply Safe. Huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get a free HD security camera when you order. That's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24-7 and video evidence if somebody tries to get in. It's your free HD security camera. Get it now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Oh, we've got some we've got some great stuff coming up for you uh, in uh, just a little while. Um, we have um, we have uh, Elizabeth Warren talking about how she's going to control light bulbs, straws, and what we eat, cheeseburgers. Mm. 
So I'm interested in that. Yeah. I'm also interested in the fact that, you know, how many times have we said uh, something so agonizing that blood's going to start shooting out of your eye? Oh, my gosh. Here's a seven-hour CNN climate change conference, and in the middle of it, while on stage, Joe Biden has blood shooting out of his eye. That guy, man. I mean, it filled with blood. I know. It filled with blood. He starts with two white eyes. He ends with one white eye and one red eye. And if I thought somebody was going to go full-fledged red on stage, it wasn't him. (laughs) It wasn't him. (laughs) But blood shooting out of his eyes. This guy is just, like, disintegrating in front of us. I mean, I mean, he's already had two aneurysms. And how frustrating must this be for Hillary Clinton? Like, she fainted once, and, like, right. the whole campaign fell like apart. 24-hour <laughs> Ebola and a stroke going on, and he's like, no, I'm fine, really. And oh, was- he's up by 26 points. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Let's see. Real Estate Agents I Trust is our sponsor for the Spotlight Sponsorship. Over a 1,000 agents strong right now. We have another 5,000 who are on a waiting list to join. Now, what that means is we don't have to go and uh, vet all of these people. These are people that we vetted. These are people that we're looking at. These are people we're not going to grow our list um, to a list that is unmanageable for us because we go back and we check are these people, you know, doing what they said that they would do? Are they people who are, you know, living the the credo of the truth lives here? Um, how were they selling your house? Is their is their track record still the same? If one of those bounce out, then we take one of the other five thousand that are waiting, and we put them in. We don't want anybody who isn't living up to the the idea that this is a real estate agent that is the best that will sell your home fast and for the most amount of money. If we don't have a real estate agent in your area, we're just not going to grab one. We don't recommend them. We want to make sure these are the right people to sell your home. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is not just a commercial I'm reading. I own this company, and uh, we watch people very carefully because I trust you you trust me, and I don't want to ever hurt that bond. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. You know, I spent a couple of days out in California, and it is so great out there it is so great i had a change of heart i thought only if the government could just control more of our lives maybe we could be as great as california maybe we could have you know the black plague return to our streets maybe we could have homelessness and people crapping on the streets and there was a really sweet sweet uh, article that i read this morning about a little girl who her parents thought she were dreaming and making things up because they looked outside her window and they didn't see anything. And she's like, no, I, I'm telling you, Mom and Dad, somebody was crapping on our roof of our car. No, honey, that's not happening. And then they went out the next morning and uh, somebody had crapped on their car. It's beautiful. California, especially this time of year, it's wonderful. Well, the good news is that could be coming to a neighborhood near you. 
because last night on CNN with the climate change nonsense, oh my gosh, did they have things and stuff they want to do to control your life. Uh, uh, Only for the better. Only for the better. In one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to read something uh, written by a guy named Joseph. He lives in New Jersey. Uh, Joseph, as you as you will hear, knows a few things about being in pain. He wrote, I was in pain, Glenn, for years after a van hit me while I was crossing a street in New York City. Taking relief factor. After taking it, I felt good for the first time in years. I could play with my children again and not be saying, let daddy lie down for just a bit. I can even do yard work again. Okay, well, that's not good. All right, well, you got to just keep up the, oh, and it, uh, no, honey, the pain when I'm in the yard doing chores and stuff, it's bad then. But he says, I feel like I've gotten my life back. Every day in America, people with stories just like Joseph's discover relief factor. Relief factor is a great way to reduce the inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of those who try it. It was invented by doctors, but it's important to note that it is not a drug. For 1995, you can get a three-week quick start. Don't put it off another day. Listen to me. Listen to Joseph. It works for 70% of the people that try it, and you will get your life back. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Man, we had everything last night on CNN, uh, including a show that was absolutely unwatchable. So none of us did. We just had our producers watch it. So we didn't have to, but we could get the clips to share with you because you may or may not want to hear them as well. Um, But here are the highlights. And if you look at this as something that is, you know, not the destruction of our country, not the destruction of everything that we know, including freedom throughout the world, um, if you if you look at it as not actually something that is going to happen, it's kind of funny. It's the only way that'll stop you from hanging yourself. Um, here is Joe Biden. He was a little confused last night, um, but I think he was. I think he was totally fine. Um, listen, here he is. Biden confused. Look what's happened in the Midwest. We have a number of significant bases that relate, relate to, uh, military bases that relate to our national security that, in fact, were rendered almost useless, including. I can't go into the great detail to say it, but my, my, my point is it, it significantly reduced our national security. Okay, so was he, was he just hesitating because he, he couldn't say what he knew, or was he having another aneurysm? Last night, he started to bleed from his eye. He's like a James Bond character, you know, the guy in Casino Royale that you're playing cards, he's bleeding from the eye, and you're like... I know he's bluffing. When he bleeds from the eye, he's bluffing. He, uh, his eye filled up with blood last night, uh, which is a sign of high blood pressure, high stress, um, aneurysm also. He's had two aneurysms. He had to have one cut out of his head. They actually took the top of his head off. Um, this guy is hes not in good health. Would it surprise anyone if... If a blood vessel just popped in his head, uh, I mean, I hate to say that. It's awful, but he's had two already. 
They thought the second one, they thought he was never going to come back because it hit his uh, uh, speech ingoing and outgoing. So he's not in good health. Who is he going to pick for vice president? Because that's really who you're going to be voting for. I mean, it's a big it's a bigger consideration with any candidate that's older. Right. Right. I mean, it's but there's same. a difference. I mean, that's a consideration with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump is not. <laughs> well, I was going to say Donald Trump is not getting tripped up over his words, but he is. But that's him. That's not age. <laughs> right. That's him. OK, <laughs> this is not Joe Biden. Yeah, you can see if you're watching these clips, too, you can see him pushing through it like he's. He's trying to get to the word, and you can see him almost physically trying to will himself to be able to say what he's trying to say. Now, you're right. It could, in this particular instance, be something he's trying to protect for national security. It's possible. But, I mean, he does this all the time. All the time. Um, And And I think that has everything to do with his last aneurysm. They really didn't think that he would be. Well, they. I mean, it's out there. I mean, it's in his medical record. They didn't think that he would recover that time. Because it was right in his speech center. It could be age, or it could be the aneurysm, or it could be something we don't know about. But whatever it is, it's noticeable, right? Like, Biden well, was never smart, right? Like, Biden was never the, the guy who was nailing every single comment. He was always gaffing. But this, again, this is he, different. it's different. He's different. struggling to find the words he's trying to get to. It's different than, like, what we saw with Hillary, and, right? <laughs> and, 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 can, and I know, like... The Hillary thing blew up into a big uh, issue because she fell on camera, uh, and it was like a scary thing. She just passed out for seemingly no reason. Um, this she is- kind of had she kind of has the Angela Merkel thing going on, where Merkel was you don't you don't necessarily see it anywhere, but all of a sudden An- Angela Merkel is like shaking. Mm. As she, have you seen those videos? No. Oh my gosh, you have to look it up. Look for Angela Merkel Angela. or Angela Angela Merkel. Um, shaking with heads of state and she'll be standing for a long time and the first time she did they said well she was dehydrated mm-hmm. oh that's maybe. what they said about hillary too didn't they? right and then mm-hmm. the next time what they didn't give her a glass of water before she went out and i mean it's disturbing how she shakes you know so so hillary kind of had that this is different this yeah. is a mental thing to where he seems to be losing his uh, um, mental agility. And do you think it would be a minor passing issue if Donald Trump in the middle of a debate started with two eyes that were white and then by the end one of them was red? Do you think the coverage would be a tad different than what's going on with Joe Biden where people are not even acknowledging it, basically? No. I mean, with the exception of subconservative people saying, like, that was kind of weird. That's it, right? There, there's The mainstream media as a whole is not even bothering with it. He's got previous health concerns now, look, I don't think that making your eye – this does happen to people. I mean, it's, yeah. it is a relatively common thing. But if it was with Donald Trump, can you imagine? They'd no. be saying it was Satan popping his head through <laughs> his would, eyeball. They would. He's the Terminator. <laughs> All right. So now let's go to Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, there's a story out today uh, that Elizabeth Warren is the only one that scares Donald Trump. I don't think that's true. But they're making the point that she is Teflon. That no matter what happens, for some reason, she can withstand it. I don't think so. I think she's she's made to battle uh, Donald Trump and lose. Oh, yeah. I think she was designed in a laboratory to lose to Donald oh, Trump yeah. in an election. If you she's could like design those, the perfect candidate to lose to you Trump. You ever seen Bot Wars? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, she's like one of those that you, that gets out into the into the cage, <laughs> and you're like, that's dead in two seconds. <laughs> uh, it's funny that people would have that opinion about Elizabeth Warren when really the opposite was the consensus as of six months ago. Like, I she has had a good run here for six months, but there's no reason to believe with focused attention. No one's taking shots at her, right? Like the only person who you'd see who could really compete with her in her current environment is sanders because sanders is the only one who can get to her left mm-hmm. and if you notice sanders doesn't do anything about mm-hmm. elizabeth warren they have they have a agreed upon truce that's been widely reported so she's not facing any criticism right now if you are let's say you're joe biden the thing you can't do is come out and say well you know what the problem is elizabeth warren's too liberal you can't say that no one can criticize her right now because she's found her spot all the way to the left. The only people who are doing it are like, well, it's look, I know what she's saying, but that's not realistic. And that just makes you look like you're not trying hard enough or you don't have big enough vision. In a primary, it's really hard to win that way. So Elizabeth Warren is in a, a nice spot where she basically can't be criticized and she can criticize all of her opponents at will. Because she can get to all of their lefts, with the exception of Bernie, uh, of Bernie Sanders, who she has a truce with. So, well, of course she's doing well in an environment in which she's not facing any counterfire. But tell me what Donald Trump would do to somebody who said this. Here's Warren controlling everything. Is that look, a yes? No. Here's, it, look, there are a lot of ways that we try to change our energy consumption and our pollution. And... God bless all of those ways. Some of it is with light bulbs. Some of it is on straws. Some of it is on cheeseburgers, right? There are a lot of different pieces to this. And I get that people are trying to find the part that they can work on and what can they do. And I'm in favor of that. And I'm going to help and I'm going to support. So I'm going to help support, Mm. you know, cheeseburger bans, (laughs) light bulb bans. Because the question was, should the government be involved in light bulbs? And regulation of light bulbs. Right. And you could tell where she was leading. We didn't want to have the, I mean, that's where that clip ends. But basically what she's saying is, yeah, you know what? Stopping using straws is wonderful and I support you, but we need much more drastic action, right? That is what the government, and, and, and of course, to, to support her on this, she's absolutely right. If you believe the science and all the horrible warnings um, about global warning, global warming, you have a situation where I mean, straws do nothing. For this, the straws are just virtue signaling. When, when you go into a restaurant and they don't give you a straw, they're just trying to tell you they like the environment. It has nothing to do with the environment. We all know that the, the, the statistic that they're basing these straw bans on was was by uh, was made by a nine year old, literally a nine year old, a nine year old who called a bunch of uh, straw companies as part of a school project, and that is why this straw ban is going on. A nine year old. So. This is not something that any scientist would tell you is doing anything. It isn't. But it's all about telling everyone else what a wonderful person you are. Well, Beto said last night that his 8-year-old knew that El Paso would be uh, unfit for humans to live in soon. Sounds like an 8-year-old understanding of an issue. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. (laughs) He was like, even my 8-year-old knows that uh, El Paso is not going to be livable for humans. And I thought... Yeah, really, only an eight-year-old would think that, yeah. you know, and maybe and maybe you well, as Beto well. Well, was president. It might be unlivable. Right. So they really got down to the nitty-gritty uh, on whether or not we should eat meat. 
We'll get to that. But don't worry. They're not extremists. You know who's extremists? Those Tea Partiers that say we should abide by the Constitution. Oh, I hate those Those guys are so extreme. Banning meat when we come back. So you own your own business. There's a lot of things that you need to do and need to consider on a daily basis. And the comfort and productivity of your employees is one of them. Those people, they're coming in every day that sit down to their computers and make money for the company. The least you can do is make sure that they're comfortable while they do it. Investing in the right type of office chair may not seem like a big deal, but it really is. May I suggest, if you are buying new chairs for your business, that you at least try the X chair. Just order one. Put it in, you know, to the the bullpen where everybody's sitting just, and I'm telling you, they will fight over that chair. It is so great with the patented dynamic variable lumbar support. X-Chair is what everyone needs for a comfortable workday. And thanks to X-Chair's 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction, you have zero risk. If they're not fighting over that chair within 30 days, ship it back. Most companies can't do that because they don't have a product like X-Chair that nobody ever ships back. X-Chair on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or call 1-844-4X-Chair. Go to xchairbeck.com right now and use the promo code BECK. You're going to receive a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair. It's xchairbeck.com. Promo code BECK. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So uh, Kamala Harris had a couple of just common sense uh, ideas uh, that I think you're just going to love. Kamala said, first, um, she wants to ban fracking. Here she is on fracking. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. So, yes, and and starting starting with what we can do on day one around public lands, right? And, um, and then there has to be legislation. But yes, and this is something I've taken on in California. I have a history of working on this issue. And to your point, um, and, you know, the, we have to just acknowledge that the residual impact of fracking is enormous in terms of the impact on the health and safety of communities. How? 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 What evidence do you have on that? What evidence do you have that fracking leads to anything bad? G- give that to me. Fracking, by the way, is the reason why we are no longer dependent on the Middle East for oil. We don't need anything else. We are now the leader in oil and gas reserves. The leader. We are not dependent. For the very first time, we don't have to worry about it. And it's because of fracking. You want to know why the price of gasoline is down? Fracking. You want to know why we can now diss Saudi Arabia and actually talk about not selling them stuff? Fracking. You want you want to know why our emissions are down? Fracking. 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 I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, but not as crazy as this. Here's her second idea. The balance that we have to strike here 
frankly, is about what government can and should do around creating incentives and then banning certain behaviors. I mean, just to be very honest with you, I love cheeseburgers from time to time, right? I mean, I, 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 I just do. And, and I think that, um, and, and, but, there is, but there has to be also what we do in terms of creating incentives that we will eat in a healthy way, that we will encourage moderation, and that we will be educated about the effect of our eating habits on our environment. And we have to do a much better job of that. And the government oh has God. to do a much better job of that. You want to we have, yeah. Okay, stop, so, I mean, stop, I'm just saying. Stop. I can't take it. My head will explode. My eye will start to bleed like Joe Biden's. Um, <laughs> if this isn't, a, if this isn't the, the predictions made in Agenda 21, hmm. where they control absolutely everything, if they control health care, they have a reason to get in and say, well, we have a right to look at what you're eating and how you're exercising. Look at what she said. Create incentives. There's only two ways to create incentives uh, for the government to do that. And that is tax breaks, which they ain't coming. Uh, and the other is, well, you'll save money on your health insurance. You'll save money. We won't. If you if you are eating this much meat, then you're going to have to pay more for your health insurance or whatever. That's how they're going to do it. That's that's nudging. The government doesn't have any place in that because the government doesn't have any place in our health insurance. However, if they're providing the health insurance, they have every right to control everything in your life. If they're giving you, quote unquote, health insurance. Why should we pay for the people who are fat and eating too much? And, yeah. I mean, they're I, disposable people, really. I'm actually torn on this, too, as to whether these things are good or not. Because part of me thinks, yeah, you know, gosh, you believe the government is like wanting to, they're going to track down how many cheeseburgers you eat and change your health insurance rates over it. Part of me thinks, you know what, that's exactly what they should do. And we should all realize this is exactly what they're going to do. Because if you get your health care through the government, right. this is the type of thing you're going to be facing. Correct. And then you know what? People will probably choose the private market a lot more often. Because the private market will have to compete and then will do those things and make your life your life. Unlike what the government's going to do with it. There, I mean, I think there's a good argument to say, you know what? Maybe if you're taking money from the government, maybe they should control most of your so, life. You know what? We had that impossible burger. Yeah. Has anybody had the Impossible Whopper yet? Oh, yes. Many times. Sir. Are they here in Texas? They are, yeah. They're everywhere. Could you, could you get one? Do you want like to do a ta- another taste test? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Because uh, I said, when I saw the commercial for the Impossible Whopper, I looked at my son and I said, that's the future. Because if, if it is as good as the Impossible Burger that I've had before, yeah. if, it is, if it just tastes like meat, I don't care. I like the taste of meat. Mm-hmm. Okay? I like the texture of meat. I like a good steak, and they can't make a good steak yet. But if they can make a steak that is just as good and it's not meat, I don't care. Yeah, most people are under, like, they want what they want. They would prefer not to have all of those side effects of, uh, you know, if you're on the left, global warming. If you're on the right, it might be animal stuff or whatever it is. Like, you'd uh, prefer, right, if you could get it for the same cost and get the same protein and the why same not? taste. Like, why would you? Why not? You know, it'd be great that's, not to have again, to that's how the free market works. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I finally, how long I've been working on solar energy at my house? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, been a, it's been an adventure. It's been an adventure, mm-hmm. and I've spent a fortune, an absolute fortune trying to do it. It's not re- It wasn't ready for prime time. Okay. Now it is. Now it is. I finally have a system in the last year or so that can provide all of my energy needs. Great. And it's it's 
unbelievably inexpensive for where it was, still out of price range, but it's coming. There's no reason to to mandate everything. It's coming. Yeah, and conservatives would love that. Yes. I mean, conservatives would love I the do. idea. I'm off of, the grid entirely. off the grid. It's cheaper. You know, if, you know, the global warming concerns, if it addresses those, fantastic, right? But the idea that it, in the end, we're going to have an independent energy source that could be cheaper and clean, that's just a fantastic development for everybody. And, well, of course, conservatives cheer it on. No, it's not good for everybody. They have uh, promised that they are not going to build another nuclear power plant. Unbelievable. Well, we don't. We're not building them now. Yeah. We haven't built a new one since when? If you're serious about the climate, though, you want that new nuclear power. You nuclear. have to have nuclear power if you're serious about the climate. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Anybody remember back in the ancient foggy mists of about two weeks ago when people were throwing themselves out of windows because of the negative yield curve? Remember how that was a sure sign we're headed for a recession? Well, it's not a sure sign, but let me tell you what it is. When the yield curve is zero or negative, it means that bank banks can't make enough money by lending money, so they stop lending money. Now, that's bad news for people, whether it ends up in a recession or not. That's just bad news. The good news is, is that gold just hit a six-year high. Lower interest rates, easing of monetary policy has helped make gold and silver prone to a rally. By the way, did you see that they're saying now that negative interest rates are in America's future? Negative interest rates. You want to talk about uh, gold? Uh, maybe you should call them right now and talk to them. Get all the important risk information. Do your own homework. You're smart enough to figure this out. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Call them now. Get their important risk information. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. In case you missed the big announcement this week, Blaze TV is adding Dave Rubin. BlazeTV.com. Promo code is Glenn, and it'll save you 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, welcome to it. We're going to get back to uh, what was said uh, during the debates last night and uh, this great global warming uh, idea. Also, back to a gun ban here in just a few minutes. But I, uh, I want to introduce you to somebody who's a, a guest of mine in the studio today. His name is Brett Johnson. Um, I don't know Brett. I met him yesterday. Um, but Brett was, uh, Brett was listening to KNRS, what, two days ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I called in because yesterday was my wife's birthday. And I'm in Los Angeles. And she always says to me, you know, I'll say, honey, what, just it's 20 years. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. Everything I get, my wife, she does not like. Oh, you've bought her spectacular presents. and I bought little presents, spectacular <laughs> yep. presents. I've done everything. Every little combination. Nothing. Nothing. And she's always, I don't need anything. And the minute, I, the minute that you would say, okay, well, I won't get you anything. That's the worst move. I know that's a trap. Okay? I'm never falling for that. <laughs> right. I know that's a trap. So um, we were uh, we were traveling about a week ago, and uh, we were in Utah, which has Cafe Rio. Now, for some reason, my life, my wife, her, her entire if 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 she could design heaven, it would be a Cafe Rio. Okay, she we have to have Cafe Rio. Cafe Rio. Yeah, 
We have to have Cafe Rio the minute we land and the last thing before we take off. Okay. And is it a, what can you describe it? It's a, yeah, it's a Mexican restaurant. It's like, like a, a high end Mexican no, restaurant. No, it's like a ca- Casa, uh, what is it, Casa Verte here in. Oh, it's Costa better. Vida. Costa Vida. Right. Yeah, it's okay. like that. I don't think those are any, all over the place either, but like the. They're up from a Taco Bell, but. Like, give, how about from a Chipotle? A little above a Chipotle? Mm, is same. it a little about the same? About the same. Yeah, okay. I think it's about the same. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's no big deal. It's yeah. just Good a, food, fa- it's a yeah. fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and uh, she loves it. And so um, <clears throat> I thought to myself, that's what I'm going to get her for her birthday. Because she was having... Sure, they're in Los Angeles, too? Uh, well, <laughs> yes, but I didn't have any friends in Los Angeles. Mm. And I was coming home too late. And so uh, I was in Los Angeles, and I couldn't get – you think I'm going to get through security with a bunch of food and everything else? Not a chance in hell. Um, and they didn't have one past the security gates. Yeah, I don't think they actually are in – if I understand, they're not even in Los Angeles, I don't think. Are they? I don't know. I there don't may think be they are. I think there's like – I think – because, you know, I, I do know a little bit about this story, and, and we looked at it yesterday. I think there's like – it's like Utah, Arizona – I think Maybe there's one or two other states. It's I a, thought it was in Los Angeles, but it could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I knew I didn't have a chance. So I decided to call Rod Arquette, who is at our station at KNRS mm-hmm. in Salt Lake. And Rod is just a super great guy, and he's just a normal guy. And I called him up, and I said, Rod, this is I know this is really stupid. I said, but I want to get my wife a gift, and uh, what she really will want for her birthday is Cafe Rio. And he just started laughing, and he's like, no, really. And I'm like, no, really, that's what she will want. That would be the best. I'll get so many (laughs) husband points for this. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I called the attorney general's office, and they're like, Glenn, we can't help you get food through the TSA. And I'm like, really? I mean, there's nothing you can do? Threaten them with some sort of investigation? They're like, no. (laughs) So (laughs) That's not the way it works. Well, I mean, it is the way it works, but we're not doing that for you. (laughs) So so I call Rod, and I said, Rod, I need somebody in your audience that can either, you know— Get it to Delta and then somebody at Delta that will put it on a plane. I'll buy a first class seat if I have to, to put it on the plane. <laughs> it's is ridiculous. Then I'll have somebody pick it up. And mm-hmm. well, we got, uh, we gave out uh, my security guy's private number because he was like, well, what number? And we hadn't even thought of that. We're like, oh, geez, we're thinking everything else. So we give out his number. It rings all night <laughs> all night people are calling and not like your security needs an open line no, to be able to conduct no not business. at all not at all mm-hmm. so brett is one of the guys who calls and he calls and i'm listening they have it on speakerphone and i'm listening <laughs> and he's like uh yeah i used to work for the airline i don't anymore but uh your system's not gonna work you actually need somebody to go uh and i'm willing to go you know i just i'm i'm i I have a. I'm self-employed. Blah blah blah. What was your thinking here when you said you were willing to go on a trip to? I to thought transfer? his wife wanted one burrito. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that'll be easy. You'll bring yeah. a burrito on a yeah, plane. Of course. Yeah, no, of she course, wanted. Yeah. Well, she had. It was a party with seven of her friends yeah. last night because oh. I was not supposed to be there. <laughs> So seven of her friends, mm-hmm. and they all wanted the salad. I think it's something with the dressing or something. I think we could have just gotten away with the dressing. Mm. Uh, but uh, so they wanted salad. So I asked him, Could you, can, you, can you bring seven, seven uh, salads uh, to Dallas? Yeah. Well, I, I knew your plan wasn't going to work. You can't go and 
put food on a seat in an airplane and have it end up where it's going to go. Really? No. That should be something no. that exists, though. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> no. No. So I, I knew I knew you'd need a warm body to, to haul it out there, and I've, I've traveled a lot over the years, and not uncommon for me to fly to a city for an hour and fly back. Mm-hmm. So... So, it did, so it, what did the people in your life think of this? Well, obviously that it's insane. Yeah, yes. but, okay, good. but not surprised. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd do. Right, was what my wife said. Right. So put those two statements together for a second. It's insane, and it sounds like something you would do. What is he saying about you, Glenn? Uh, no, I think he was saying it was something that he would yeah, do oh, that okay. I would do. Okay. He's insane. Oh, okay. okay. Well, now the idea. So is, you desired an insane person to. To bring Mexican food across state lines. <laughs> right, we did talk about that. Okay, okay. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, well, the idea that his wife wanted Cafe Rio, I mean, uh, Cafe Rio's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, huge fan of Cafe Rio. And I was telling Glenn, I said, I often get that text on my way home from work. You're Cafe right. Rio, question mark? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know what I have to do now, right? Mm-hmm. It's Cafe Rio. It's Cafe Rio. So, <laughs> so last night, so we, I met him at the right. airport because I was coming in. He got in at what, 2 o'clock? Mm, yeah. And so we had mm-hmm. somebody meet him at the airport to take the food uh, to make sure that it was, you know, not all now all poisoned because it was sitting out all <laughs> did day. You, did you grab a chip at all? Did you get anything? Did you eat any of the food on the way? I did not. Oh, yeah. No. That's, what, that's so, what I would say, too. Uh, he delivered it perfectly, <laughs> so we got it, and, and then I come into the airport about 530 and we're just chatting, and I said, "You got to stay the night, uh, and and you know, just come in for the breakfast for the the radio show the next day." Uh, and then, so he's going home today. But I I I want you to know, I set it all up about six thirty last night. Everybody was coming over at seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not even invited to this party, and uh, I tell my wife, "Just get out of the kitchen for a while." And I I set it up, and it's in these you know these tins, you know the you know regular. <laughs> yeah fast food tins and it's in these tins and i just set it all up uh and the all the girls come over and my wife walks in and uh she looks and she said is is this cafe rio (laughs) and i said yes she said how did you get it here And I said it was very complex, <laughs> and we're currently paying for a man staying at a hotel. <laughs> and, uh, and all the all of her friends said it's weird. This cafe real thing is weird, especially with women. They all said, "Wait a minute, this isn't Costa Vida." And I said, "No, that's Cafe Rio." And they all looked at me, and then they looked at her, and then they looked at me, and they went. You're a good husband. <laughs> Brett, thank you for those Absolutely. points. I wow. appreciate it. Yeah. Amazing. First of all, you should be getting, Brett, Cafe Rio free for the rest of your life <laughs> for this. I hope they're hearing this. Yeah. Because uh, uh, yeah. you should be hooked up forever. Every text that comes in yeah. sure. uh, should be a free yeah. meal for you. Yeah. That's an amazing job. Well, thank you for doing yeah. that. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, when I was telling Glenn, I said, you know, uh, I'm a stranger to you, but you guys aren't a stranger to me. I've listened to you guys for a long time. So mm-hmm. when you made the request, it was like a friend needing help. So not yeah, a problem. It was so cool. It was so <laughs> cool. And that's the way that's that's the way all of these calls were. All of these calls were like, Glenn, tell Glenn I'll help him out anyway. What, oh, what's awesome. he need? Uh, I'll get it from here to there. I'll do whatever. I mean, it was really neat. And we so have you, great listeners. And now you're married for another day, which is always a surprise. <laughs> it, is. Right? it is. It is. Me and tonight because <laughs> yeah. there's no Cafe Rio. But uh, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Back in just a minute, we're going to go back to the insane, insane debate last night and the things the Democrats want to control in your life. Oh, also, Boris Johnson looks like 
Ah, he's not going to be the prime minister. What the... The weirdest freaking form of government. How is England still even functioning as a nation? All right, let me tell you about our sponsor. It is uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust. There are two parts of buying a house. The fun part, and then the not-so-fun part. The fun part is going in, seeing all the houses, making plans, you know, designing the look of your future in your head as you walk through all the rooms. That's fun. The not-so-fun part is actually selling your house, doing all of the paperwork, all the stress of what to offer for the new house. Are they going to accept? What to list your house for, and is anybody going to buy? That's where real estate agents usually come in, so you don't have to worry about this. Good real estate agents. Believe me, you want the best to guide you through this process. That's why a number of years ago, my wife and I started realestateagentsitrust.com, and the name says it all. We, we took the best practices of what makes a great real estate agent, the things that I didn't know, but I learned from the 500 best real estate agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. I started doing work with them, and I just started asking them, so what's best practice? How do I find one? Well, we found those real estate agents. We have a list of 1,000 of them, and it's free. All you have to do is just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. They will respond to you within minutes and you'll be able to interview them and see that they actually have a plan to sell your home or to help you buy a new home. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So as we are uh, talking about the things that we can do, uh, you know, to save the planet from global warming, uh, last night the Democrats uh, showed how extreme they were from talking about controlling light bulbs, straws, cheap cheeseburgers, uh, designing incentives, which means taxes or other things, uh, to, uh, to get people to eat less meat and to eat healthier. Uh, here is, uh, here's the candidate, Yang, who who wants to buy fossil fuel um, uh, engines back. Listen. Are we all going to have to drive electric cars? Um, We are all going to love driving our electric cars. (laughs) Will we have to drive electric cars? (laughs) Well, there will will still be some legacy gas guzzlers on the road for quite some time because this is not a country where you're going to, like, take someone's, you know, like, clunker away from them. But you are going to offer (laughs) to buy the clunker back and help them upgrade. Mm, so we can do uh, cash for clunkers part two right? part two it worked so well the first time yeah and you know by the way all the studies afterwards showed that it did nothing it just had people push up their uh, auto purchases to get the benefits by what a year or 18 months yeah something like it was that. like a little gap where people pushed yeah. them up and then after they stopped they stopped so it went back down below normal and then continued at normal pace as yeah, far as nothing these cars. nothing it did happened. nothing it did was nothing. a giant waste of money yeah and you know look this is the idea that you're going to force somebody to do this is becoming less and less un-American, it feels like. When you look at the people where they're on the stage last night, why would you think it's un-American to force people to have to sell things and change their lives and force them out of their gas guzzlers? Well, right? they're go- they're- the first time that ever happened, really, was under Obama with health care. We were never required to buy things. Never required by yeah. the government to buy things. Now the government thinks it's okay to require us to sell things that we might want. I mean, to be a good a citizen in good I, standing. It's the first time that's ever occurred. I like, you know me, I wear old watches. I I like engines. I like the mechanics of things. 
I don't like digital watches. I don't like things that are necessarily modern. I like the old things. I want to drive an old car for the rest of my life. I like it. I'm having a I'm having a, a Land Rover. It's been slowly making its way through being you know redone. It's still a gas guzzler. Um, I shouldn't even say that. I said that because Yang said that it takes gasoline, but it's not a, ga- <laughs> a gas guzzler. Yeah, and I like it. And I've told my son, you're not going to be able to drive these things except like on a track uh, in the future. When he's my age, there's no way he'll be able to drive that. Where you could see a Model T right now just driving down the street, you're not going to be able to have them. And, and, and it's going to be a good reason why. Everything is going to be tied in because of 5G. All of our cars are going to communicate with each other. So the car next to you will be communicating with your car, and my car will be communicating with the other cars. So there is no accident. You put a human into a system that is driving as fast as those electric cars will go, you're going to screw it up. And so what's going to happen, you're not going to have to ban them. What you're going to do is people are just going to go, you can't drive on this road, and it will make total sense because you can't react fast enough to get into the into the stream unless you're part of the system. Yeah, and assuming when this is implemented and actually works, it will save tens of thousands of lives, and they'll have a great argument to say you should right. never drive these things yourself. It's interesting too. You you look at like Handmaid's Tale, which made all this big impact over yeah. the past couple of years, and the big takeaway from the left is well, Donald Trump is evil. Mike Pence is a religious zealot. And they're going to implement this because they want women to be under the thumb of men. And they're going to do all these horrible things to women. That's like the liberal sort of like fantasy yeah, land, that right. they, why they love that show so much. But you could watch that show very much in the idea of looking at it as a tech police state. Yes. Because they just, they can't say anything. And no one will even attempt to have a conversation because they think it could be heard. That person could be someone who's going to report it back to the government. It's that China uh, social credit system which, on steroids. Which, if you didn't hear, Donald Trump recommended that Google, his administration, actually is putting forward a proposal. Yeah, I don't think he's commented on this, right? It's through no, the it's administration. his administration. Right. Mm-hmm. They have, they've already shelved it once. They've brought it back now to have Google, Amazon Echo, and your Apple Watch monitor you so they can know if you're unstable and you should be taken to a hospital and, and your guns should be removed. Are you kidding me? Are you crazy? I don't see how that's possible. It, yeah, but, you know, this well, is it was reported at, today. Look at. We'll I mean, I'm not saying it. that he's going to do it, but right. that is coming. Yeah. That is coming. Uh, Castro also uh, said he wants to set aside half of the U.S. land for biodiversity. Excuse me? This go, I mean, what's happening right now, what they're debating is the book that we wrote years ago called Agenda 21. It's happening in real time. Back in just a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Um, If you are in constant pain, I want you to know that you are not alone. The cold and elevation gets to me like crazy. um, And it's why I I really 
spent just a few days uh, up at our our cabin uh, in the mountains because I just couldn't enjoy it. But I love it. Now that I take Relief Factor, I can actually bear going up there because I don't have the pain that I used to have. It works for me. It works for 70% of the people that try it. It is 100% drug-free. It's created by doctors to reduce inflammation. Try their three-week quick start. It's only $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's like a trial pack. 70% of the people who order go on to order more month after month after month. I take it three times a day. Join me. Get your life back with Relief Factor. Get their three-week quick start now for only $19.95. A drug-free and natural way to ease your pain and get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. That is ReliefFactor.com. All right, back with the final uh, hour of this just luscious broadcast, which is is better than anyone ever dreamt in just a second. Welcome, America, to the Glenn Beck Program, the third most listened to show in America. And we're proud of that because, number one, always has to watch, you know, who's coming to knife him in the back. Number two, has to try harder. Number three, really kind of skates. You know, you're just kind of there. You're not really noticed. You're not considered a threat. We love it. So welcome to the third most listened to program in America. Kevin Hart is being taken down by the left again. They're eating their own. More in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. One of the things really worth its weight in gold is peace of mind. And I don't know about you, but that's not something that I have very often. I mean, geez, things have changed in the world. You used to be able just to, like, you know, have peace of mind. Nothing. Everything seems to be on fire. The schools and, you know, sending your your kids off to school, sending them off to college, uh, your job, the economy, politics, everything is on fire. So there's, there's, there's some things that you just, you don't have time to pay attention to, and you should take it off of your uh, your plate. And one of them is the security at your home. Simply Safe's home monitoring system is what you need for peace of mind. State of the art, best in the business. There's no contract, no hidden fees, and there's no fine print. It can provide you with amazing around the clock home security monitoring, both inside and outside, for fifteen dollars a month. Now imagine how much better you'd feel knowing that there is one less major thing in your life that you have to worry about all the time. Simply Safe. It is the way to go. Simply Safe. They have a huge deal going on right now. It's simplysafebeck.com. You'll get a free HD security camera when you go to that website and order. It's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your homes 24-7. The video uh, evidence, if somebody tries to get into your home, you can. Uh, uh, they'll call police for you, and the police, because they have video verification, it goes from a response time of like 45 minutes to 7 minutes. The only company that does that is Simply Safe. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get your free HD security camera with your order. It's simplysafebeck.com. So, uh, Kevin Hart is in trouble with the left again. 
you know, if you don't say exactly what these Nazis want, uh, you, you're you're out. I mean, they're just they're going to destroy Kevin Hart. They'll, they're going to do their best to destroy Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, I think, is funny enough and big enough to survive. Not in height. No, not no. Clearly, not mm-hmm. in height. Not but in, height. in 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 prominence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is. Um, uh, he he was on some sort of a podcast with some singer. That's what? Do you know who this singer is? Anyway. I I do not know. Okay, he's some singer, some singer I've never heard of. You probably haven't either. And there's those who do know are screaming in their cars right now. How can you not know what's his face? All right, whatever. I get it. Um, but he just came out as gay, and uh, and Kevin Hart said while there to him, you know, I don't, I just don't see this as a big deal. Why is this such a big deal? Well, if you grew up in the black community, Kevin, you'd know why it's such a big deal. Yeah, but it, it's not. It's not. Well, that's not good enough because he didn't recognize uh, homophobia. And so he was being very, very uh, unfeeling to all gays because he wouldn't recognize the homophobia and, and the bravery that it takes to come out. Okay, maybe it takes bravery to come out and especially in some you know communities or some families and i recognize that but the rest of us feel like kevin hart who cares who cares i don't i don't need to know about your sexuality you don't want to hear about mine you want to hear you want to hear about yeah you know when my wife and i start to feel a, a little randy you don't Okay, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I feel the same way. I don't want to know about anybody's sex life. I don't need to know it. Now, is it Little Nas X? Little Nas X? Little Nas. There's no T's. Little Nas X? Yeah. Uh, Old Town Road would be the song you may have penetrated your world if you, you nope. do have children. Nope. Um, but, uh, yes, very popular. Uh, My so. kids, I swear to you, live, listen to Dean Martin, and, I mean, it's they're weirdos. That is not surprising at all. They are weirdos. <laughs> not the weirdos part. That the, You know, I know them, so they're, they're not weird. But uh, <laughs> the fact that they listen to Dean Martin around your house does not surprise me at yeah. all. So Lil, Lil Nas, Lil, Lil Nas may have penetrated their world, but it hasn't penetrated mine. Maybe Lil Nas X or Lil Nas 10, which it's one of the two. There may have been nine Lil Nases before him, just so you know that. Well, it's probably if you haven't, if you X because maybe it's like Malcolm X. Maybe he's related to Malcolm X. First of all, it is definitely X. Not- However, I like the idea that there was nine Lil Nas's before him, so I'm going with Lil Nas 10. So it's like senior, junior, the third, <laughs> yeah. and X. Okay, I got it. Okay. You know, this is uh, Dave Chappelle in his, in his comedy special, which, again, does not surprise anyone in the country doesn't surprise anyone that all of the critics are giving it on rotten tomatoes giving it a zero rating it's come back a little bit now from, has it yeah cause it's oh, every, oh, a little oh, bit oh, uh, yeah his because it was initially legitimately zero percent yeah right from the critics what is it now six uh last time i saw it was 33 oh wow 33 uh it is now 30 33 percent from critics uh 99 from fans okay this just goes to prove 
that the elites and people that I never thought of of you know Rotten Tomatoes as elites. Well, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is just compiling critics. I mean, they're not; they have no opinion. Well, no, in they this. selected, they hired an, an an additional, I think, hundred critics here recently. Mm-hmm. So they are they are picking and choosing the critics. Okay, yeah, I mean, they also definitely though carry the reviews of right. conservative critics. Whatever, and, yeah, whatever. But um, it just goes to show you that I mean, that's why. I, have you ever asked what the critics say on any movie? I mean, I I, I do, and we've really? talked about this before. Yeah, like, cause I, it depends on the movie, right? Like, if you have a movie that's like an action movie or a horror movie, the the critics' reviews usually aren't that important because what, yeah. So it, if I'm going to a yeah. Jane Austen movie, maybe I'll right, listen like I, to the critics. Yeah, I think but, like I think a lot of times you find you know certain like. Like dramas and indie films and stuff, you can tell a lot from the critics, I think. Um, and you could also tell a lot from the politics of it. I mean, it's very... If the politics are bad, when I say bad, I mean bad to the left. If the politics of the movie can be interpreted that way, you can guarantee a negative uh, percentage from cr- critics. Because th- that's what they will see in it. It's almost like if you were to watch a, a funny show, a funny comedian. This happens all the time with, the, with with conservatives. A funny movie, but the messaging is constantly berating you over the head with, you know, global warming or whatever left-wing cause they're pushing. 100%. It affects your experience. Yeah. And the same thing happens to critics. They are hardcore leftists, generally, and they get these, they watch these movies, and all they see is God, Ronald Reagan isn't treated like Hitler? Like I can't, I can't watch this, and right. they, it's automatic negative review. So I definitely do think that that that's a legitimate thing that permeates. Well, it's legitimate, things. obviously. Look yeah. at Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Dave Chappelle is taking on the left, uh, and they don't like it. Yeah, well, they I don't thought, like it. What's interesting about this one in particular, Glenn, is that Chappelle does this stuff all the time. Like all of Chappelle's specials have these types of moments in them, where he's being critical of the culture in a way that. You know, your average CNN pundit would not be comfortable with. He, you know, it's the same thing with Louis C.K. And you know, there's a whole there the the people who are the real legends of current comedy, and both of Chappelle and Louis C.K. would be in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all comfortable going into those areas where you're not supposed to go, which is what makes them great. You know, partially, they're also technicians of what they do, but it's that's part of it. Like that is what is part of comedy, and. So Chappelle's some kind of done this. Like, this, like, yeah. like, like, uh, um, uh, oh, shoot. What's his name? A uh, friend of ours, Pale. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. He said Pale, and I knew yeah. right away. So uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan, he <laughs> is a political, really. Yeah, and he is a absolute technician. I mean, oh. you watch him. He is brilliant on the technical side his of comedy. His Amazon special. is hold your sights, it, bust a gut funny. It's almost too many laughs right. in a row and too fast. Right, too fast. Yeah. And and so he's, he's absolutely brilliant, mm-hmm. but he's not political at all. But that's who he is. And, and, and he's not saying anything really controversial, except, yeah, I'm fat and I don't mind. Yeah. And I don't mind. Uh, where Chappelle is... You know, some we're starting to see the beginnings of of a Lenny Bruce, where you're getting these guys who are taking the establishment on, and that has always been that way. But it wasn't until recently that the left was the establishment, mm-hmm. and they don't want you to take Woke it on. Culture is the establishment, Correct. and they are sick of it. I mean, comedians are sick of it. So listen, here's we have two clips here of him talking about Kevin Hart. Here's clip number one, Kevin Hart. 
They even got poor Kevin Hart. Can you imagine such a thing? Kevin Hart, let me tell you something. It was, it was Kevin Hart's dream to host the Oscars. That's what he told me. And I remember when he told me, because I was thinking to myself, well, that's an awfully strange dream for an African-American. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dreams of hosting the Oscars. <laughs> Kevin did, that's who. And he did it. Against all the odds, Kevin became the most famous comedian this world has ever seen, and he got the job that only one black man performer had. He was going to host the 80th Oscars. And I don't know what you know about Kevin, but I know Kevin Hart is damn near perfect. As close to perfect as anybody I've ever seen. In fact, Kevin is precisely four tweets Shy of being perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning the four tweets that he mm-hmm. tweeted out years ago uh, that everybody was pouncing on. Here he goes into the gay community. He, he follows this with he's not a bigot. He's not mm. against homosexuals. And then he starts going on the gay community. Listen to this. Ooh, the gay community was furious. And I don't blame him. I got a lot of gay friends, and all of them, 100% of them, all have told me horror stories about the they had to go through just to be themselves. Crazy, crazy stories. And in all those stories, I gotta say, not one of them has ever mentioned anything like their father smashing a dollhouse over their head. Which is what Kevin said. Because clearly Kevin was joking. And that's the thing, jokes are now treated as if they're serious statements when it's convenient. Like, listen to this review. This is one of the reviews from Rotten Tomatoes that's negative. Lacking empathy can certainly be amusing, but Sticks and Stones, the Dave Chappelle special, is a tired routine by a man who forgot to layer jokes into his act, too often sounding like a pundit on Fox News. Unbelievable. Like, what? How could you possibly watch this that This is and the think first this? time I have heard someone in a long time do things that was the opposite of fishing for clapter. Everything yep. we see is all about clapter now. Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't care if you clap or laugh or anything. He's just saying what he thinks is funny. And it's funny all the way through. And it takes on both sides. Here's why, here's why uh, he got in trouble. Continue on to alphabet people. But you see, what I didn't realize at the time and what Kevin had to learn the hard way is we were breaking an unwritten and unspoken rule of show business. And if I say it, you'll know that I'm telling you the truth. The rule is that no matter what you do in your artistic expression, you are never, ever allowed to upset the alphabet people. (laughs) You know who I mean. Those people that took 20% of the alphabet for themselves. <laughs> I'd say the letters, but I don't want to conjure their anger. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is amazing that that stuff is being said by someone who, by the way, was absolutely revered without exception by the left as of two oh, weeks yeah. ago. Uh, one, one more clip. Um, he talks about the, the T's. In the alphabet. People be surprised. I have friends, all kinds of letters. Everybody loves me, and I love everybody. I got friends who are L's, I got friends who are B's, and I got friends who are G's. But 
The teas hate my guts. <laughs> and I don't blame them. It's not their fault, it's mine. I can't stop telling jokes about these <laughs> I don't want to write these jokes, but I just can't stop. <laughs> you know, you hear all those letters together all the time, LBGT, LBGT, and you think it's just one big movement. It's not. All those letters are their own movement. They just travel in the same car together. He talks about them in the car, and it is very funny. Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones. It's a Netflix special. Critics don't like it. Audience loves it. Hurricane Dorian is still raging up the East Coast. Um, and our thoughts and prayers and Mercury One is also on the ground. Team Rubicon deployed a team into the Bahamas already. Um, they're working in the Grand, Grand uh, Bahamas. City Impact has shipments of water and supplies on its way. They arrive on Saturday. Operation Blessings International Disaster Relief uh, is already there with Mercury One. Uh, there's a need for chainsaws and wheelbarrows and all kinds of equipment and supplies, and that's what Mercury One can help uh, supply. We need your donations. If you can help us, go to mercuryone.org, mercuryone.org, and you can donate us, uh, donate to... Uh, Help us bring these people um, back from the brink. If you've seen the devastation, it's horrible. So you've got an emergency. It could be a natural disaster. It could be all kinds of different emergencies. It doesn't have to be a crazy zombie apocalypse. National Preparedness Month uh, reminds us that we should be prepared. Time to make a plan for you and your family. You can start with building a food storage plan with My Patriot Supply. Now, these guys, I, I love these guys because they've completely revolutionized everything. It used to be MREs, and then it was really bad, awful food. What My Patriot Supply did, because they're preppers themselves, they bought all that stuff and went, oh, this is horrible. There's got to be a way to make better stuff, and there is. If you act today, you'll save $100 on a four-week emergency food package, which has really good food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for four weeks. If you go to preparewithglenn.com, you'll save $100 on that. Four-week food kit, including breakfast, lunch, and dinner, last up to 25 years. They're shipped for free discreetly to your door. So don't wait. Do it right now. Save $100 on the four-week emergency food kit. Give yourself some peace of mind. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Stu, um, when you look at the gun thing, by the way, I have to give you this. Did you see what Marianne Williamson said? Yeah. You know, she is uh, the only person who is doing this, I believe, in the entire Democratic field. If you're talking about the positive thing that she said. Yeah. Okay. So here she, here she said, quote, I know this sounds naive. I didn't think the left was so mean. I didn't think the left lied like this. I thought the right did that. I thought we were better. This is why I said welcome those people who are waking up welcome them because they don't know and they they've never seen it themselves there are a lot of people on the right 
when things happen, you'll go, I didn't see that coming from my side. I really thought we meant it. Uh, and you're waking up. All these people are waking up, and many of them have just truly believed that somehow or another we really wanted children to die. And once they see it on their side, they they wake up and they're like, okay. And if we're like, see, and we're never like that. No, many of us are not. We We just have bought into it's just them. And I think they're much, 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 much worse. But we have a few people on our side that are just as bad. Um, and if you just say, look, I, I get it. Uh, you know, sometimes people on our side, there's an industry over here trying to shut people up on the left, but it's about 15%. Let's be kind. 15% on both sides. The rest of us are normal. We just don't know it about the other one because we've been, we've been kept apart. And that's the key. Anyone who is trying to shut you up, anyone who is trying to say, Dave Chappelle, shut up, or you shouldn't go see it because of, you should disregard those people. You know, it was Bridget Phetasy was on yesterday, and she said, you know, they live in this bubble, and now they're trying to make that bubble even more insulated by saying, hey, if you even disagree and you're inside the bubble, out of the bubble, because we can't have that in this bubble. That's, that's crazy talk. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we have time to get to her the rest of her comments, but uh, maybe we could do that after the break because it was actually jarring, and you realize how far the left has gone when her statements, which are very innocuous, are jarring to you. I mean, the, from a presidential candidate, it should not be hard to, to dig up a Democrat out of a 25-, 26-person field that will say basically generally nice and encouraging things about faith. Right. Like, again, Marianne Williamson has all sorts of problems. Mm. Um, and I certainly would not want her to be president of the United States or my doctor or anything else. But like, at least she's acknowledging a role for faith in this country that was, you know, founded she, on the ideas of faith, freedom of, of religion. She's the only one that is saying the truth about guns. Well, she's talking, I'm sure, about gun control and everything else. She's also saying this most important. It, it's not the gun. There's a hole inside of us. Something is missing. You know, she says it's love, but I think it's, I mean, it may end there, but there's a lot of stuff missing that leads to love that we are, we are creating in ourselves. We are allowing to grow and be fostered in our children. And that needs to be addressed far more than the guns do. More in a minute. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hillary didn't know what it meant when she found out through 23andMe that she was from Jewish heritage. She was fascinated, but she didn't know enough about the history of her family to really be blown away. But what did blow her away was the health report. It turned out that Hillary's chances of developing breast cancer was about 80%, something that she had no idea before. Using 23andMe to unlock some of the secrets of her genetics gave Hillary the chance to be proactive about her health. She's alive today, partly because she took 
she took this test and she changed the way she lived her life. 23andMe, they can help you not only unlock your past, but it also just might affect your future as well. 23andMe, the reports don't diagnose disease or describe the overall likelihood of developing any disease. They look at the selected uh, genetic variants only, and they tell you about that. Visit 23andMe.com slash Beck, get the important test information, and bring it to your doctor. Order your health and ancestry kit at 23andMe.com slash Beck. That's 23andMe.com slash Beck. To know who you are, you need to know where you came from. Dave Rubin is coming to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com and use the promo code Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription. So yesterday, the uh, Blaze announced that um, we have joining us now Dave Rubin and the Rubin Report. If you've never watched Dave, you should. He's really, he's an amazing guy. You want to talk about intellectually honest. He's a guy who used to work with the Young Turks. And uh, what was it? After which election was it? Uh, Maybe Romney? And he he started listening to the way they were talking. He was like, I don't like this at all and then they got close to you know the trump and the election and he he just got out um and he said i don't think i'm with you guys i you know and he hasn't changed his kind of libertarian principles uh he thought he was a progressive and a lefty but he's not and he's really done a lot of homework and research and he knows what he knows and he knows what he doesn't and uh, he doesn't cross the streams at all. And he has grown so much. You know, when I, when I talked to him about, um, I talked to him about abortion, uh, he said, um, this, is, this is three years ago, he said to me, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I know I'm going to get there. Uh, he could see the way this was fundamentally changing him. And he really struggled on some of these things because who wants to be, who wants to join the pariahs? Hey, you got the cool kid uh, club or the pariahs? Who, who says, you know what? I want, pariahs are for me. <laughs> not, not many people do not that. Not many people do that. Um, and he has, and he's really done his homework. And now he, he's, uh, he took a month off. I hosted his show when he came back to tell him all of the things that had happened in the last month. That list is incredible. Um, and uh, so I sat with him for about two hours, and I just went over all of the things that he's missed in the last month. And when you look at just the news headlines of the last month, you see how ridiculous this whole thing is. You really it really realize it, it's dominating your life. Dominating. Right? Like, th- these stories come and go so fast, and they're so big, white, at the time. hot, and, and then gone. And you realize, man, why, why did I even bother? But, like, why did anyone spend one minute thinking about, you know, Donald Trump nuking hurricanes or Donald Trump buying Greenland? Donald Trump, right, Donald like, Trump and, the, and the map thing that they're all about oh today. Oh, my God, the map thing, because he said it was headed towards Alabama when one of the maps early on looked like it was kind of headed towards Alabama. Now it's a multi-day story for what? For what? What is the outcome here? There's not even an accusation that he's doing something illicit, right? Like, he may have... They're saying he made a mistake. He's saying, well, this is what my thought process was behind it. Why is it even a thing? Why is it being covered? And it's constant. Watch, we have these cable news TVs behind us. Constant. 
They're talking about, oh, well, he's got a map. He's, he's apparently drawn an extra circle onto this map. Why is he doing that? What was the pre- Why is the president lying about Alabama being threatened? Shut up. You know that's not what he's doing. You want that T-shirt, don't you? The shut up T-shirt? Yeah. Yes. I saw some designs about it. Did you see this yeah, yesterday? I like it. I like it with Uncle Sam. Yeah. Saying, I want you to shut up. <laughs> I like that. We're, I, we're printing that. I just want, the, I'm, I'm not going to wear anything else other than that. Yeah. I think that's Because it's just, it just needs to be used. It just needs to be used more. Shut up. Um, here he is. Now, he, what he's done is Ruben has, he went off the grid, if you will, did not watch news, did not read a newspaper, if they still print them, um, no Twitter, no Facebook, nothing for a month. Here's what he said he really realized and why it made such a difference. Listen. Ruben on YouTube. One of the things I was thinking about a lot about, and and this will get to something that I'm going to announce in the second half of all this, is like the, the YouTube situation, for example, where we both put content on YouTube. We're streaming on YouTube right now. Um, you know, we're, we're just outsourcing basically all of our creativity to, to these companies that we have, we really have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. The more I stepped away from it, the more crystal clear it came. And you, and I think you and I are pretty much aligned on that. We don't want the government coming in and breaking up these nope. things. Although I do think there's an interesting argument now that the founders could have never envisioned a power greater than government, and perhaps Google is greater than government now. So I think there's philosophically some interesting yes. things to talk about there. Um, but what I realize is, is that you know, YouTube really is, all it is is a search engine that's, that's throwing videos at you. We have no idea how they're manipulating all of these things. And I know I was talking about all this stuff for the last year or two before, mm-hmm. but when you really step away from it and you start looking at when it. And you're out of the matrix. Yeah, when you're out of the matrix, right? You've, you've taken the red pill, you're walking around going, wow, look at all these zombies. I really was trying to think, well, how, how do we get clear information across and how do we make sure that the world isn't just absolutely divided by every difference that we have so and did you the, have a did you have a well i think we'll get to some of that i mean okay. i think uh i i there's a couple business things that i'm about to mm-hmm. embark on that i think are going to um heal some of that and, and it really more than anything else as i said i i felt very i just felt very appreciative all month I, the people were nice every i didn't have one bad experience truly i did not have one um, I had two minor family health-related things um, that, that are okay now, thank God. But I didn't have one negative experience with a human. That is my experience. When you go out and you're with your neighbors and everything else and you're just doing life, you're not having negative reactions because no- nothing in your life is about politics. It's only when you get roped into the things that you're reading, social media, you're, you're hearing in media, including this show, that could get you riled up. And then you go and you have an argument with somebody. But I don't think America is really arguing. I really don't. I mean, my, my eyes really opened being out in L.A. this time around. Uh, they're not necessarily always socialists. Even it's people not a, on the left. Yeah, it's not lockstep. There are Democrats that are not socialists, yeah. in, even in Hollywood. Well, it's, and it's hard not to see that when you look at the polls, too, right? I mean, you know, Joe Biden, whether he's a, an incredible leftist, uh, and he is at, at many, in many levels, in many ways, he's very far left. However, he's at least being branded as the centrist option, right? And if you're going through this 
these uh, candidates, and you're not maybe not following it super closely, you see the guy, well, you know what? All these other people are way too far left. I'm going to go with that guy. And that, I mean, you know, it's the reason why Biden keeps holding this lead. He's the one guy who's standing out as someone who's not an insane socialist. Now, he is an insane socialist to me, uh, and he is uh, way to the left of anything I'm comfortable with uh, in the White House. But still, like, you could see that the the average Democratic voter is seeing there are plenty of hardcore socialist options, and they keep gravitating to this guy whose eyes fallen out on stage. There's got to be a reason he's for like, that. He's like, you know, watching him is like watching a picture of Dorian Gray. It's like he's just <laughs> decaying as he goes. Yeah. Um, I, I talked to several lefties. I would consider them lefties um, who would never consider voting for somebody like Donald Trump. Um, one of them said, if Joe Biden is the nominee, he'll vote for Joe Biden. Otherwise, he's voting for Donald Trump. And I, I heard this not on Biden. I heard from two different people who are lefties who said, yeah, Donald Trump. People have no idea how much support there is for Donald Trump behind the scenes. Nobody's willing to say it. But all of the stuff that's going on is insane. And they're just tired of the insanity. And they have not learned their lesson from 2016 at all. No. I mean, they really have No, haven't. they doubled down. They doubled down. They went doubled the opposite down. way. Again, you know, the Hillary Clinton example of the deplorables thing, where she's doing that speech to separate, to say to the Democrats, hey, not all Trump supporters are deplorables. You've got to remember the context of the statement. That's what she said. She said, you know what? There's a whole, there's, there's some Republicans that are supporting him that are, you know, in the basket of deplorables. But there's this other group that has economic hardship and they are, they're looking for an answer and blah, blah, blah. That was that speech. That is not what the Democrats are doing now. They're now saying all Trump supporters are racist. Look at San Francisco. San Francisco just passed uh, a, a bill that says all NRA supporters or the NRA. Yeah. Mm-hmm is a terrorist organization well that means that all members of the nra are terrorist or involved in funding a terrorist organization that's you want to talk about divisive device and does the divisive even cover it right they say donald trump is divisive they're calling the nra and you know gun supporters individually really uh, terrorists well what do we do with terrorists what is it? What, what? How are we supposed to take this exactly? Because I know, as someone who supports the NRA, I think they do good work. You, you know, you're saying I'm a terrorist. Well, the reaction to terrorism is usually, and we can use uh, your last president as an example, to fly a drone over their house and launch a missile. Okay, that's what you do to terrorists. That's how dangerous they are. Or you throw and them you, in a black jail. Or you throw them in a jail. You torture them. You do all sorts of things. I'm confused at what we're supposed to take about this because every time we bring up that you might come for our guns, you mock us like we're idiots. And then you get on stage and say, we're going to come for your we're guns. We're going to come for your guns, and by the way, you're all terrorists. I, I'm, I'm, how is the average person supposed to decipher your, your, your code here? Because, I mean, I, I, it, I, it, I hope it says something about Ovaltine, but my guess is that's not what it does at the end. There, it seems to be, to me, and we've seen this with climate as well, we should uh, imprison people who are fighting against uh, our version of climate change and our response to climate change. These people are enemies. They will be seen as uh, the same way as Holocaust deniers. How exactly are we supposed to take these accusations? Take them, oh, it's all in good faith, and we're supposed to just go along with them. Is that what we're supposed to do? Would anyone react that way? 
it really is fascinating because I don't even know what they're asking us to do anymore. These are requests that no human being, uh, how on earth can you actually, uh, with a straight face, come on the air and say Donald Trump is divisive? And then without criticism, the New York Times does it today, without criticism, a long write-up about how San Francisco's called the NRA terrorists. How can you possibly do those two things? And they do it every day. Because they have certitude. They are absolutely certain that they are right. And that's what Marianne Williamson said. She used to be in this place where she was certain her side was not lying, not engaging in these things. And now she found out, holy crap they are yeah and And so she's not so certain and that's what americans need we are we are certain of very few things especially as a group of people what is it the things that we are certain of can you think of one that we can all okay well not really i was gonna say slavery is wrong and should be stopped but then why do we have one of the bigger slave trades in the world happening here in America? I mean, is there anything that we all agree on? See, that was the idea. You would come here, you'd have different beliefs, but you would melt in to this idea of America, which was pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You can do anything that you send your mind, you set your mind to. Just keep plowing ahead. And that's kind of why people say thoughts and prayers, right? I mean, you you do mean it, but it's also a, a, a way of showing support that can't possibly be taken as offensive, or at least it couldn't have been for the last 200 years. Now it's offensive. And that's what Marianne Williamson was pushing back against, saying like, hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's millions of people around this country right now that are praying for hurricane victims, that are praying for gun violence victims, and you just continually come out here and mock them. You mock the things that are the most important to their entire soul and existence every single time, and you expect them to vote for you? Why on earth would a religious person who believes that prayers are important vote for a Democrat at this point? They are telling you they don't want your thoughts or your prayers. They are telling it to you. If your faith is important to you, how can you look at these people and say, well, that's a rational uh, carrier of the, uh, the, the, the future because of this country that I want? just like she was, they're asleep. And they just can't believe that their side is like that. They expect it from us. But they just can't get their mm. arms around. And that's why you're seeing people, they reluctantly leave the, the, uh, the Democrats. They reluctantly leave. I'm comfortable, and I don't want to be over with the conservatives. Then once they start talking to conservatives yeah. and they see a difference, they're like, you know what? I'd rather be with these guys than those guys because these guys don't mean it. They don't mean it. They don't mean anything about freedom. What they mean about it, what the only thing they really mean and will truly carry out is control. All right, I guess the listeners don't like it when I taunt uh, cats. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. A lot of emails come in. Yeah. Uh, John Bolt has to read all those emails. Oh, so yeah. So I don't want to say anything. Works for Glenbeck.com. Yeah, I don't want to say anything that would get, make his day, you know, suck. I mean, you, you, you kind of do. Well, but not intentionally. Oh, okay. You know. Well, like, kinda, well, like kind of is intentional. Well, mypillow.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, new radio listener special. 
they've got a sale going on on sheets and on on you know the pillows and everything like incredible deals but they also have uh, a my pillow dog bed they don't have a my pillow cat bed and that's because uh cats shouldn't be sleeping on a bed <laughs> cats should be outside fending for themselves out on a, their own. Is this a policy statement from my pillow or is this a Glenn no, Beck? My pillow. This is Glenn, but this is just truth. Oh, okay. this is just truth. Mm-hmm. So, and I said yesterday, and I want to apologize. I said that, uh, you know, if you get a, my pillow dog bed, which is 1995 right now, huge discount. What you do is you take that over to your cat and say, this is what you would have gotten if you were a dog, but you're not a dog. You're a stupid cat. And so you're not getting anything. Good luck to you. People took offense to that uh, as if I meant it. And I don't mean it. You should just kick your cat out of the house. That's what you should do. Your house most likely smells like a cat toilet. And uh, and nobody wants to eat at your house because your cat jumps is up. This, on the... Are you talking about my pillow right now? Or oh, I is guess this I'm a... supposed to. My pillow. Anyway, they're having a special <laughs> sale right now. New radio listener specials. You just click on that. Use the promo code back and uh, you'll find all kinds of uh, great deals. They don't care if you have a cat or a dog. They love both. Products come with a it's me that really has. Anyway, 60 day money back guarantee. 10 year warranty. Even better, if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's, uh, Lindell's new book, your entire order will ship for free. So sheets, um, um, the uh, uh, pillows, the dog pillows, all of it at MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Click on new radio listener specials and use the promo code Beck. MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Listening to Glenn 